You know, graduation sermons are to be motivational. They're supposed to inspire you guys to go do something. You know, I, I like motivational speeches. I like motivational quotes. I'm going to give you some of my favorite. Some find an excuse, some away. I'm like, yes, that's good. I'll start that diet tomorrow. Some find an excuse, some away. I like this one. I think I heard pastor say this. Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. That's good. I like this one. Well done is better than well said. These are all motivational quotes that, man, sometimes they move you to action. They move you to do things. I like this one. Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. I like this one. It's my favorite ministry quote. If not us, then who? If not here, then where? And if not for Christ, then why? Those are motivational speeches to me. Now, those are the ones that are the super motivational, you know, go get it done. But here are the ones that I actually live in my life, all right? If at first you don't succeed, go back to bed. I see you're laughing. I see you live by that one too. Give up. Life is an adventure. For you, it's a concussion. I like this one here. Hard work pays off later, but laziness pays off now. We can talk about some people that <clears throat> went to summer school, but we won't. Dream small, it's your only hope for success. <laughs> and here's my favorite, the one I live by. Hang on, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> and those are the unmotivational quotes. But tonight I want to share with you what I think is the greatest motivational speech or the greatest motivational quote that's given in the Bible. A survey was asked by, of non-believers, non people who don't go to church, what Bible verse do you know? And three verses were given. They, most people knew what they call the shepherd psalm, Psalm 23. Most people knew the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6. But the majority of people knew John 3.16. John 3.16 was in this survey the one verse that most of the people, unbelievers, were familiar with. Tonight I want to take you to John 3.16. Tonight I want to talk to you about the greatest motivational quote. John 3.16. I want you to look at it. If you have a Bible, I want you to look at it. If not, look on the screen. And I'd like for all of us to read it together. Would you join me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's read it again. Maybe you, you're a visitor today and you, and you don't have a Bible. Or you, uh, the book of John is one of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And it talks about Christ being the son of God. Let's read it again. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is said that John 3.16 speaks so much about God to so many people in so few words. For God so loved the world. My words tonight are to the graduating class. I want you to understand the importance of John 3.16. I can tell you about how you need to go out and, and set all your goals and reach all your dreams, but honestly, without God in it, those are fruitless and useless. 
I know that many of us, we come from Spanish backgrounds and, and our families want us to do good. Amen. I love my Mexican brothers and sisters. They always say, échale ganas. Amen. Uh, Ponte las pilas. They're, they're telling you to put on your batteries. That's what it means. Where do you put them on? I like what my Puerto Rican brothers and sisters say. Ya tu sabe. Yeah, they, they want to motivate you. Hey, but the greatest motivational quote is John 3.16. There's two really important nouns in that verse. And there's two important verbs. And that is God and world. And loved and gave. God and world. And love and gave. Hey, tonight we live in the dark world. We live in an anxious world. We live in a fearful world. We live in a world they do not know who to believe and what to trust. They do not have faith in anything. But listen, we do have a God that's a God of hope. He's a, he's a God of love. He is such a God of love that he, that he says, for God so loved. Not just uh, any kind of love, but he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. My comments are going to be short tonight. Amen? We can change that real quick. I've got Brother Abdel Judah's notes right in front of me here. We can change that real quick. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. I was a seven-year-old little boy. I lived at 3119 West Cermak. We lived above a bar. And every night at that time, that uh, community that I lived in was a Polish community. I went to bed listening to polka music. Uh, literally polka music. They'd be playing the accordion. And uh, I, I would go to bed listening to polka music. And some bus worker decided to go up on top of this bar. And that's where we were. We started coming. I came to church here. Went to a building over here. They said, if you do not know Christ as your Savior, would you raise your hand? And hey, I'm not that smart, but I know that if I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm going to heaven, I'd raise my hand. And I raised my hand. They took me out. And they won me to the Lord. That was some 47 years ago, and I haven't forgotten it. Amen. 47 years ago, somebody told me, God loved me. I didn't come from the best home. I didn't come from a Christian home. I went home at night and there was alcohol, there was fighting. I didn't go home to a safe place, but a church brought me on a bus and told me, for God so loved the world. Hey graduates, we all have one thing in common. Amen. That same bus is probably still running. And it came to your house. And it didn't come to change your look or your behavior. It came to change your eternity because a bus worker said, have you ever heard for God so loved the world? I know people say you're a Jesus freak. You got it right. You got it right. You'll say, well, you, know, all your, you people just run buses up there and all you're trying to do is you're trying to brainwash these kids. Absolutely. Trying to brainwash without apology. I am so glad I don't got a dirty brain, that dirty mind, that dirty philosophy, the dirty thoughts that's out, that, that are out there. And to the graduating class, likewise, for God so loved the world. 
I'm going to give four statements to our class. I would say tonight that when I was asked to preach, a lot of times you, you want to talk about your future. A lot of times we want to tell you about what God has in store for you. No motivational speech is going to be worth a dime unless God in your life is the one leading your life. I hear people sometimes say, oh, you got to go to school, you got to go to college, you got to make a living. No, you got to learn how to live. The world will teach you to make a living. The Word will teach you how to live. And so we're here and we've tried for the last however many years to try to teach you to learn how to live because of the Word. I want to make four comments. To the graduating class, God loves you. You and I are just on the light stage, but God loves you. It was faith that brought you all together, and it is the lack of faith that will separate you. God loves you. And as you go and as you dream big and, and as you think about your future and as you make your plans, always remember there's going to be dark days. Yes, there are. There's going to be some silent nights. There's going to be some long nights. There's going to be some doubts. But always remember, God loves you. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves you. Hey, uh, just remember that, that there's going to come times where you're going to doubt your direction. You're going to doubt your decision. But don't ever doubt that God loves you. Don't ever doubt that there's a God who loves you so much, he gave his best. He didn't give leftovers. He didn't give what was, what was left over. He didn't give second best. He gave you his best when he gave you his son. To the graduating class, I want to say love God and love people. Somebody loved you. You know, there's always, there's been a time where all of us in here are sometimes unlovable. I know your class. Some of y'all got attitude. You gave me an attitude. And I'm like, oh Lord, I wish I was his pop. So I could say, I brought you into this world, I'll take you straight out. <laughs> We've all had days where we are unlovable or angry. Amen. Y'all remember them classes when people came in and had attitude? And you're like, oh, don't sit by her, don't sit by him. They're explosive today. Hey, but even when we were unlovable, God loves us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. He looked down and saw that we were sinners, and even knowing that we were sinners, Christ died for us. I say to the class, God loves you. Number two, I say love God. Love God. What a waste of time it would be for you to spend under the teaching of the word of God and to walk away from him. Love God. And may I say love people. I think sometimes we as bus kids, by the way, I'm still a bus kid. Once a bus kid, always a bus kid. I stole some chips today. I asked pastor for a dollar. No, once a bus kid, always a, I love being a bus kid. Hey, but you got to learn to love people. 
you are the example that bus route needs. There's somebody just like you in every building on this street. Don't be so self-centered and selfish and you walk away and you don't give it your time. Man, you're promoting here in a few weeks. Start teaching a Sunday school class. Get on a bus route. Become a bus captain. Get on a bus route. Be a lady worker. Love God and love people. Number three, to the graduating class I say, if God can give his all, you can give some. You can give some. I look at you and I'm like, AJ, you're going to be in the mission field someday. Amen. That's good. Maybe Honduras, Guatemala, I don't know. Frankie, you'll be a youth pastor. He'd take my place. We wear the same suit size. <laughs> I took him to get a suit the other day. I'm like, boy, we're the same suit size, boy. Whereas, uh, uh, Melanie, you're going to write a book someday. She likes English literature. Where did you go wrong? <laughs> Katie, you're going to be a great example someday. Jasmine. I should have started names because I look at the Madrons and they're like half the church here tonight. But you can do some great things, but pe young people learn to not only love God, but love people. Love people. There's a lot of broken people out there. We can't fix them. The Spirit of God can fix them. But it's our job to be that voice. To the graduating class, I say, God loves you. You'll never forget that. To the graduating class, I say, love God and love people. To the graduating class, I say, if God can give his all, you can give some. And then to, the, to our visitors and to our friends, to our family members. Now, thank you for allowing your children to come to our school. Thank you for allowing us to have some time with them. They are delightful, but I'm always glad when they go back home. But to, my, to our relatives and friends and visiting, I want to say that Christ died for your sins. And Christ died for you. And if a little seven-year-old boy can understand that God loves him, that God paid the price for his sins, that God made it so simple that God gave his all, and that whosoever believeth on him shall be saved. If a little boy can believe that, you're in your 20s and 30s and 40 and 50 or 60, however old you are. When are you going to listen to God trying to get a hold of you? There is no life without Christ. Christ died for your sins. He paid the price that you could not pay. Salvation is not a religion. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can bow and you can give and you can donate and you can burn and you can do whatever in any religion. But why when Jesus Christ paid it all? It is not what you can do, but it is all that Christ has done. Tonight, the greatest motivational speech ever given was John 3.16. God loving us. God giving us his best.
God giving us an eternal place in heaven. So I say to the graduating class, don't ever forget John 3, 16. Don't ever stop loving God. Don't ever stop loving people. Don't ever stop proclaiming God's word. For those of you that are visiting tonight, if you do not know Christ, I invite you to come to know Christ. He paid the price. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, put your name in. Anybody. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I'll have pastor come do the invitation, but there's two questions. To the graduates, would you exemplify John 3.16 in your life? God loves you. Love God. Love others. And to our visitors, if you do not know Christ tonight, what a great graduation gift to come and know Christ. If you don't know Christ tonight, You've been trusting in the religion, trusting in something. Jesus paid it all. And he's willing to save you.